You're listening to the HR Happy Hour Show with hosts Steve Bowes and Trish McFarland. Since 2009, the HR Happy Hour Show has been bringing you thought leaders, workplace and technology experts, academics, and more to take on the most important and interesting topics impacting work, human resources, technology, and the workplace. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bose. It is great to be with you today. It is a cold, windy, ridiculous Monday in Western New York. Windstorms, school closings, power outages. We've had it all in the last 12, 14, 16 hours or so. Hopefully everything will remain together for the next 25 or 30 minutes while we uh, record the HR Happy Hour Show. We have a great show and a great guest waiting in the wings to talk about careers in the 21st century. But before we get to that, a couple of quick announcements. Of course, lots of great stuff on the HR Happy Hour podcast network. We've done some interesting shows lately on diversity and inclusion technology on employee financial wellness. We even did our Oscars preview show. The Oscars is over now by the time you listen to this, but I did pretty well in my predictions and, and Trish did as well, uh, did well as well. It was a fun show. So um, I hope you got to catch that before the Oscars were on this past weekend. Uh, we are booking shows out for the remainder of the first half of 2019. If you have an idea for a topic or a guest, let me know. You could tweet at HR happy hour or send me an email to Steve at h3hr.com. And also, please don't forget the HR Happy Hour show on Alexa. Did one this morning, as a matter of fact. You can add the show to your Echo Devices flash briefing. Just search for HR Happy Hour on your Alexa app. Alexa's just waking up here. She heard her name. She's trying to talk to me. Don't say anything. I'm in the middle of recording something. Thank you. And finally, the HR Tech Conference. Tickets are on sale now. www.hrtechconference.com. Use the code Steve300 for $300 off your registration. So let's get on with it. We want to talk about careers in the 21st century. Our guest today is Heidi Soltis Berner. She serves as the evolving workforce talent leader and the managing director of Deloitte University. Her broad charge within these two roles is to lead and influence cultural change at Deloitte, build high-performing talent networks, and prepare the next generation of distinctively Deloitte leaders. Heidi is a workforce innovator, bringing an entrepreneurial startup mentality to shaping the talent agenda and leading change in her 23-year career with Deloitte. She's run the full talent lifecycle from intern to client service to managing director and worked in multiple functions and disciplines. This varied experience helps Heidi appreciate specific business requirements while working across organizational borders. Heidi's, uh, her bio goes on and on and on. It's <laughs> tremendous. But I think I'm going to cut it right there, Heidi, just to say you live in Dallas, Texas, a great part of the world with your family and enjoy spending time together in sports, performing arts and travel. Welcome back to the HR happy hour show. And I say back because we tried to record this once. We had a little technical mishap a week or two ago. So welcome back, Heidi. How are you today? Thank you for having me back. And I'm doing great today on this fine Monday. And um, I think fortunately we're not having the same rough weather that you are having. I am pleased to say I'm looking out my window right now at Deloitte university and it's, 60 degrees and sunny and beautiful. Where? So it, it I wish in, that for you. It, thank you, Heidi. It wasn't in the bio. Where is Deloitte University physically located? 
Deloitte University is actually in Westlake, Texas, which is a suburb of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Beautiful part of the world as well. Ah, Makes Mm -hmm. me... uh, makes me plotting my next move, Heidi, and it's got to be out of the the tundra up here. We, I mean, I was, I'm not kidding. It was whipping, howling winds, just stuff flying everywhere. I was driving home last night. Uh, I don't know what time, 6, 6.30 PM. I got diverted uh, my normal path home uh, due to down power lines in the road. And yeah, it's just been, it's been quite the night. It's been quite the winter here in Western New York. I guess uh, suffice it to say so. Um, but uh, enough about that. We want to talk about something a little bit more interesting than the horrible weather here. We want to talk about work and how it's changing and how people's careers and how they're going to go about managing their careers are changing. And as well as how companies, big companies like Deloitte, but as well as any any kind of company can best kind of approach uh, the changing nature of work in workplaces. Uh, Heidi, I'll start off with this, just a simple kind of question. How are things changed uh, from your, your point of view and your opinion about work and careers and how we need to think about them and manage them now, as opposed to even just just a few years ago. What what's really changing, and, and how is that impacting kind of the work you're doing at Deloitte and what other HR leaders need to think about? Um, Steve, what I would say is a few things. Your statement about how quickly uh, the work is changing and thus careers are changing. So it's going incredibly fast, as you said, and it's more important than ever for our people and any professional at any organization to have a curious and open mind and a Mm. willingness to grow. So as we think about from a Deloitte perspective, as we're serving our clients, their world is rapidly changing. It's very competitive. They're demanding new vision, new action, new ideas from us. So in order to meet that demand, we have an expectation that we as an organization are able to recruit talent that has both diverse skills and unique unique experiences. And with that comes this notion and idea of continuous learning being probably more crucial now Mm -hmm. than maybe it was historically, but it's very important for us as we think about the future and how we in turn embed continuous learning into our organization. As an example here at Deloitte, one of our uh, premier examples is Deloitte University. As I shared where I'm sitting physically today, and we call that DU for short, but back in 2011, we broke ground and invested $300 million into our leadership center. It's the single biggest focused people investment in our organization's history and shows that deep commitment to continuous learning. So we were thinking about this seven, eight plus years ago, thinking about the future. Yeah, uh, Heidi, thanks for sharing that. And I feel like that bucked up maybe a counter trend, if you will, Uh, compared to what we had been seeing for a little a little bit of time in the, in the corporate learning space. Now, I don't I don't, you know, I'm trying to push myself off as an expert in this and I, I track it that closely, but I, I've, I've had the sense for a while, maybe going back, say, 10 years or so, that these big corporate universities and these big corporate investments in training and development were, were um, maybe being, they were being slowed down or they were being limited. Uh, there was this huge uh, push for a long time about uh, you know, employees own their own careers, employees own their own development, don't, you know, 
don't you don't feel like some company is going to take care of that for you and keep you current and keep you fresh. So it's kind of interesting and and also refreshing that a, that a, such a big company like Deloitte decided to to make such a massive investment in. I don't want to say that you're doing traditional things there, Heidi, but mm-hmm. but a traditional thing like we're going to create this huge leadership development center and training center and, and invest in our in that and in our people. So can you comment on? Um, why you guys decided that was the right thing to do, say, back seven, eight years ago? Yes, and I will start to say it was a debate um, over 10 years ago, to your point. So we started mm-hmm. this dialogue under one of our former CEOs, who was the sponsor behind this back in the 2006-2007 timeframe. And with right. Deloitte being a partnership, Uh, we had the opportunity to really have a great debate, if you will. And going to your point, we called it bricks versus clicks because Mm, there was some research out there and we had done our due diligence as well as part of this debate to say what was going on in the industry, what was happening in the market. There was a big push for virtual learning and was it a smart decision? for us to be investing in a physical facility. So fast forward to today, 13 plus years uh, past that, we will celebrate our eight year anniversary since we opened in October of 2019 this year. And you hit on something very valuable. There was a goal under Barry's leadership to say, we want to make this investment. We've had this debate about the importance of connecting with individuals, continuing that continual learning culture. But if we're going to do this, we can't keep doing learning the same old way that we had done it before. So our organization did go through a significant transformation around how we develop individuals. And you might hear terms like sage on stage where you have one person talking and there's rows of people sitting out and <laughs> right. listening. <laughs> right, right. We didn't want to build a facility with 32 classrooms that did the same thing. So we actually did transform our learning. And if you would come and sit in one of our classrooms today here on this beautiful 107 acre ranch where our facility sits, it has exterior lighting on purpose. So we have natural light come in. We have five tables in the room where we can actually move people around and there's no front of the room. And we're not just talking to PowerPoints. We're actually engaging individuals in a different way for their development so that they are interacting with each other and we're putting them in real life case simulations and scenarios to actually have them learn in a much different environment. Yeah, Heidi, thanks for that. Yeah, because right. by building a big corporate university, you know, uh, skeptics or some anybody who's maybe against mm-hmm. that plan might have said, "Hey, wait a minute! Why are we why are we doing this? Training is changing. The way we need to deliver information to our employees is changing. The way, maybe even more importantly, the way people want to learn and and will learn best is changing as well. So, hey, let's not let's not build a three hundred million dollar, um, you know, uh, monument to the past, right? And sounds like <laughs> you guys were very careful to make sure you didn't do that. Correct. Yes very everything we do here is very purposeful we're always thinking about the future and thinking forward can be difficult 
because you don't know if you're going to get it exactly right. And how do we invoke not just the continuous learning piece, but that culture of courage to yeah. be thinking forward and thinking about what the future generations of our professionals really aspire to have the skills that we want to continue to hone and or hiring individuals that will be doing roles that we didn't do three years ago because we didn't know that we needed those skills. So how are we creating, turning this physical facility into that transformational continuous learning? Heidi, I'm glad you mentioned kind of the, the look towards the future, right? That look mm -hmm. towards that next and coming generations um, in, in the workplace. I'd love to talk a little bit about that, right? So how you guys at Deloitte, and certainly more generally, Heidi, you can comment on, how, how are we needing to think now, say, as HR leaders, as business leaders listening to this show, about adapting programs, learning and development approaches, maybe even facilities, it, it, you know, as you have a lot of experience with the Deloitte. Mm -hmm. With with that generation in mind, and you know, again, I I, I like the generational stuff because I do think it's valuable to think about these changes in in the in, in cohorts over time. And I know, just disclaimer for everybody listening, I know everybody's not the same. I know every Gen <laughs> Zer is not exactly the same as every other one. Blah blah blah. So spare me all of that comments. But so, so so what are some of the things that are happening from your point of view? Deloitte's always hiring right new people into the organization. That's a constant. Um, what are some of the things that are happening or you guys are thinking about when it comes to recruiting, retaining, and then developing this next generation, this Gen Z group, for example? I would uh, put our forward look, and I would say to your point, I think this is applicable to many organizations mm -hmm. around thinking in three overarching buckets as we think about that talent of the future and okay. what that means, whatever generation it might be. And we can talk about generation Z today, <laughs> <laughs> but I would sure. say we're always looking to figure out how to recruit new types of talent. So it might be that next generation to your point, or it could be a new skill uh, okay. that we are looking at. So if we think about Gen Z as an example, they, and I agree with you, we don't want to paint the generic picture, but some of our research showcases that new technology is important in how we engage with them and they expect innovative approaches on recruiting them to say, well, why should I come to your organization? What is it that is going to fit with what I want? So that would be bucket number one. Okay. Bucket two, I would say, is companies need to offer a compelling talent experience. So what do I mean by that? So you've heard me say early on in our conversation about continuous learning opportunities. That is extremely important in that talent experience. This notion of open talent models. Historically in our organization has been part of this as well where we were hiring primarily full-time employees. We've now right. had an opportunity to expand our talent landscape and hire individuals that fit into these broader open talent models from gig workers, contractors, temporary employees, and even starting to go into the freelancing, which I know many okay. organizations are focused on. And the last thing I would say is, and probably the most important, is each leader, no matter what level they are in an organization, 
should always be taking a close look at their culture. And why do I say that? So asking whether we are helping our people embrace who they truly are. Is the organization providing opportunities to nurture well-being? And are they driving inclusive behaviors? Because that's what starts to create the culture and the attraction to that future talent. Heidi, thank you for that. Let me do a quick reset. This is the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bowes. We are talking with Heidi Saltis-Burner from Deloitte. She is the managing director of Deloitte University. We're talking about careers and how they're changing in the 21st century, as well as some of the ideas around how organizations can better engage with, recruit, and hopefully develop and retain the next generation of the workforce. And, you know, Heidi, I'm a parent. I have a Gen Zer uh, myself <laughs> as a child, and I, I can tell already, you know, he's not, uh, he's still in high school. He's just about finishing up. So he's not quite in the kind of professional workforce yet, but I can tell already, like, his point of view, the way he's thinking about things the way he probably will consider what he might want to do, particularly in light of uh, working in kind of an employee kind of uh, relationship it would be way different than kind of I was at his age, right? <laughs> like I came, you know, I, I was all around the company, the company, the company, right? And what can I do for them? And, and, and yeah. what, you know, how can I fit in and how can I not screw up? And I don't know why, maybe it was a product of uh, uh, the economic climate at the time, which I don't think was quite as good as it is now, but I feel like this group of kids, anyway, from my experience around the ones that I'm, that I'm around, um, are thinking a lot differently. They're definitely thinking about uh, what is it, not so much what the company can do for them, but do I feel like I fit? Do I align? Um, can, can I be who I am uh, as a person, a whole person there? Is that something you're seeing, Heidi, either at Deloitte or just in your own experience? Maybe you're, you're around some Gen Zers yourself. Uh, I'd love for you to comment on that. Uh, yes. So I too, we have this in common, am a parent of some Gen Zers. In fact, I have two oh, of them. There you go. Yep, <laughs> One of which is a uh, freshman in college this year. So I am having similar experiences. And if my two daughters were joining us today for the podcast, they might even tell you that they are my guinea pigs sometimes <laughs> too, <laughs> to nice. test ideas on. But my quick answer to you is yes, seeing very similar things, not just from a personal perspective, but what we're experiencing here at Deloitte. Mm -hmm. And I would say a couple of things that come to mind that I think probably apply uh, to other organizations. As you said, as they're thinking through this, there's two key things around that Gen Z that's coming, what's different. Um, one is well-being, and I yeah. mentioned this a little bit before. So it's been interesting to watch, especially the, at the time that we're sitting in today. It's the tightest labor market we've had, I believe, in about 20 years. Heidi, you're speaking uh, my language. You're yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> Record number then, of job openings in the United States as of the last That's uh, right. Report. And yep. we, we are fortunate here at Deloitte uh to have that similar experience which creates great opportunities for us to continue to provide development experiences and hire new talent but as we think about generation z and future generations coming in that notion of that personalized and holistic and or customized experience is something that we're seeing that is a differentiator for attracting talent so it's highly coveted, 
We actually did a recent survey that showed 43% of our professionals say well-being reinforces their organization's mission. Mm -hmm. 60% say it improves employee retention. And 61% say it improves productivity and bottom line results. So those are pretty telling statistics. So when we think about the well-being, we are focused on how to share our purpose how to share our mission, how to share our culture. And simultaneously balancing that with the second piece of creating that connection and showing the individual how they fit with us. So we have a tool as an example that we created about 18 months ago. It's called Explore Your Fit. If you happen to be in front of your, your computer right now, you can go on Deloitte.com and type in explore your fit. And the purpose of this is actually twofold. We have two versions of it. One for individuals that are coming likely more straight from an university or community college or academic environment with limited experience. And then another version for individuals that have more experience. And yes, it's a great marketing tool, if you will, but first and foremost, this is about helping future candidates and future professionals evaluate and explore what we do, how we do it, and where their strengths and passions and interests fit with us. We've gotten great feedback on this. It, people can rate it on a scale of one to five stars. Okay. 85% of those taking it are at four stars or greater. And we have actually seen individuals that have used it, of course, come and be professionals with us, but it's balancing both sides of, let us tell you how you can join and be productive and develop in our organization, but also share with you what we do from a right. culture, well-being, and mission. You know, as you were talking, Heidi, I pulled up the website as we were speaking and I'm like, yeah, wow, this is really cool. Now, I'm not <laughs> at the time now as we're recording to, to dig through it all, but I will after the show. It's, uh, yeah, it's super easy to find as well. You can, in fact, you can just Google or Bing search, explore your fit. You'll, yeah. It'll take you right to it. So um, I'll put a link in the show notes as well as how people can, can try this out. And I see it had two like portals to get into one for, for students mm -hmm. and one for uh, experienced professionals, which I also think is great as well, right? creating that experience, that more personalized experience, say for the student uh, population, which is going to be a lot of these Gen Zers we're talking about, certainly, right, right. as well, like um, uh, that they see that they have their own kind of, um, you're tailoring content and information and support tools to them, uh, specifically for them, which is a great idea as well. Yes. Heidi, the, you know, the last thing probably I wanted to talk about a little bit, maybe is a, is a bit more whether it's a Gen Z focus or even for folks like ourselves, right? Gen Xers or whatever we are left, like, like thinking about our careers in the 21st century and moving forward or in, in, in kind of, I mean, it, it is a great labor market for, for folks uh, up and down the, up, up and down the scale for the most part, but uh, there's always challenges and there's always things we should think about as we try to, uh, A, as HR and business leaders try to help our employees keep uh, prepared for the future as well as kind of prepare ourselves. What, what are some of the things that um, we can do uh, from both perspectives and whichever perspective you'd like to try to try to adjust this is fine, whether the employer kind of perspective or just uh, the individual perspective as well. But, you know, what can we do to just better kind of navigate the, the world, uh, the world of work moving forward and how careers are changing and how uh, we need to kind of 
keep ourselves relevant as well, as well as not just relevant, but also challenged and inspired? What are, what are some of the things that, that we can do? I would say a, a few things. So as we think about incoming generations of talent, as we've talked about earlier in our conversation, mm -hmm. many of them are going to be entering jobs that may not have even been created as we sit here and talk today, which is pretty exciting on one hand. But with that comes a responsibility as we think about various companies um, locally around the world, whoever may be listening uh, to the podcast right now. Mm -hmm. And that responsibility is how does a company equip their people with the necessary skills, knowledge, and tools to help them excel in any role? And it becomes more challenging when you maybe don't know what those roles might look like yeah. a year from now. So I would say from the experiences that we've had to date in Deloitte, and we are still evolving and learning as we go ourselves to be good continuous learning role models, one is on-the-job training. And that can occur in many organizations in many ways. Two is creating a co coaching culture. So that notion of learning from others' experiences, allowing people to grow and unlock their potential in different ways. Three, setting clear expectations. And that can come directly from the manager uh, that an individual is working for through formal feedback, or it can be through that informal feedback where you're providing that clarity to help the individual link to the purpose of either what they're working on or what that culture or mission is that you're after. And then fourth is your development and or training programs where companies have the ability to offer their people consistent and relevant development experience, be that for technical skills, industry, professional, or leadership capabilities. And here at Deloitte, we're very fortunate, mm -hmm. as we talked about, to have our physical manifestation of that investment as part of the bringing those four key areas to life. Yeah, and, and I got to believe that of course, the physical manifestation, as you mentioned, Heidi, the university itself, but as well as yeah. that explicit commitment to these to these kind of employee-centric initiatives, while, of course, benefiting the organization and benefiting the organization's clients, maybe more importantly, also help to create that kind of that alignment or that sense of belonging or that sense of, um, you know, employees and are not just kind of fungible assets that can be switched and swapped out on a moment's notice because some some because technology X Y Z changed right and now we have technology A B C we need skills in right I, I got to believe there's something there. Yes, Steve, that is a very insightful comment, and I'll give you an example. This morning, I came in to the front door of our facility here at Deloitte University. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, when I walk in, there's somebody I see that I know. Uh, we have the opportunity, and it's part of our culture here, where we have name tags for everyone. So it's very easy to make that connection, because you might forget somebody's name, but you recognize right. them. And this morning, I was walking down the hall, and someone that I've known for quite some time pulled me aside. They were getting ready to go uh, be a facilitator one of our partners to lead one of our programs. And he said this morning, he's already heard 
from various participants coming into the program that they continue to be impressed about the investment that we as, as an organization yeah. make in their development. And it means even more that the partner or the leader or put whatever title you want in the organization you're in is taking the time to share their experiences and actually develop that future leader. So I, I have the great privilege of being able to hear that each and every day and actually see it in action. And it yeah. does make a difference. Heidi, I, I think there's just one last thing I want to ask you before I let you go, for let you get back to the beautiful uh, environment <laughs> of Westlake, Texas, and where it's probably sunny and warm and lovely. You, you know, and it's a, it's, a, it's a big question, so I don't expect you to like sort of cover every little nuance of this in, in just a couple of minutes. But if there was one or two things, pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow HR and talent learning leader, uh, you know, in other organizations who may maybe having trouble convincing their leadership, their CEO or their, the folks that own their companies to make more investments like you guys have to, to commit a little bit more deeply to these kinds of um, progressive learning um, efforts and initiatives and programs. And not, not every company can spend 300 million and build a university. I get that, but, but just, but, but every company can spend something and commit something. And it's not even about the spending really. It's more about just the commitment to it. But, but so many organizations, I, th I think, even still don't see that as a strategic or, or an investment that they can, quote unquote, get a return from. I, I'd love for you to, if there was one or two things you'd say to, to folks who may find themselves in that situation to try to help them make their case for these types of investments, what might, what might you recommend? Great question, Steve. It's a hard question. Yeah, um, I know. I apologize. Said, for, and that's not in the notes. That's okay. <laughs> I sprung that on you out of nowhere, so I do apologize. No, no, no. Uh, this is the great part of having a uh, live dialogue. Right. I would say a, of it, yeah. yes. <laughs> I would say a few things, um, and just learnings from our experience that hopefully other organizations would find helpful. Um, it is important. Deloitte University, as an example, to your point, yes, very large investment. Yes, created learning transformation, but it is part of who we are. It's part of our culture. So this notion of knowing what your culture is, knowing what your mission is, and being willing to stand up for that and say, this is important. We know it's complex. We know it's hard. As I shared with you 10 plus years ago, it was a good 18 plus month debate on wow. if this was the right thing for us to do. So having a group of leaders that believe in this and it enhances your culture, your mission. And for us, it was extremely important that we were continuing our journey to create the chance for each of our professionals to become exceptional leaders, either at Deloitte, potentially at a client or as an alumni in a different capacity as an organization. We don't physically make a product. So what our people are is our product, if you will. So that would be the first thing. The other thing I would say is, and we've touched on this a little bit, with the rapid pace of change, you reference technologies we use today may not be there tomorrow. Right, they, they won't be, of, right? That's the nature that's of technology. Right. <laughs> Demands of organizations are the pace is just moving so much faster. 
most companies, and I'll say most, I won't say all, most companies need to be in a position to attract talent. Attracting talent, and we talked about the generations that are forthcoming, their priorities, their needs may change, but consistent, I believe, across all generations, at least in our experiences here at Deloitte, each one of them want to be heard. They want the opportunity to make an impact in the way that matters to them for an organization that they choose to want to work for. And for us, that's extremely important in the choices that we are making. Right. Deloitte University was a choice that we made knowing what the future was starting to tell us as you talked about a little um, bit earlier. Sure. So again, hard question. Those are a couple of examples and suggestions for others to think about. In yeah, I think, it, I think it makes perfect sense, right? Illustrating that commitment to your employees, but also to your customers, right? Uh, delivering the best products and services that you can deliver only really comes through people, right? No matter what kind of organization you're in. Um, uh, and, and, and those changes, the nature of technological change, the nature of business change, the, just the nature of just the, the way work in, in life is today requires adaptation, requires learning, requires um, people who are supported, right, in, in order to do uh, those things, as well as, hey, it's just a practical thing. You mentioned it, in, in, you know, Heidi, it's it's a tough labor market out there. And, and if you're not, this one, you know, I, I'm a big sports guy, Heidi, I don't know if you are, but like, I think about... <laughs> You know, I was reading about one of the latest big college football teams, and they had created this new, um, you know, state-of-the-art facility of training and and fitness and nutrition, right? And then the, the the cafeteria for the, the the student athletes, et cetera, et cetera. And, and the article basically said the reason they do this is because the schools that they're competing with, right, to try to get the best players to come, they all have built these same kinds of things in the last few years. So it's a bit of an arms race uh, in order to. Yes. It's a talent attraction game, right? And it, it, I don't want to be cynical about it, but, you know, Deloitte and other companies like yourselves, hey, you want the very best of the best that you can get. And so does everybody, right? And so That's um, right. there is an element of having to to make that commitment and make that investment to ensure that you're you're able to attract those kind of people. Um, Heidi, this has been super, super fun. You guys are doing some incredible things at Deloitte. There's some great resources. I'll share the links to the Find Your Fit tool, I will, as well as some of the... Um, just a vast library uh, of information around the future of work and the future of careers. I'll share one link to it, but that link leads you to, I mean, dozens and dozens of papers and studies and content, infographics and videos, you name it, it's out there. So uh, there's tons of great, great resources and research to dig into all around how work is changing, how learning and development needs to change, and, and what are some of the things HR leaders and learning leaders can do to, to help their organization succeed. So Heidi, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Thank you, Steve. It's been a pleasure to do take two. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, and, and I'm optimistic I didn't screw this one up this time. So uh, thanks again. <laughs> Heidi Soltis-Bernier, Managing Director of Deloitte University. Uh, this has been so much fun. Uh, great conversation. Um, links in the show notes. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. I hope wherever you are, you're staying warm and dry on this cold winter's day, at least where I am. Uh, that is it from the HR Happy Hour Show today. I want to remind everyone to subscribe to the HR Happy Hour Show wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a rating and a review if you like as well. I'd really appreciate that. Great show's coming up. Keep it locked into the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network. My name is Steve Bowes. 
for Trish McFarlane, for our guest, Heidi Soltis-Bernier. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. And bye for now. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show, your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.